You're listening to Bizarre Buffet, a podcast of all-you-can-eat weird. I'm your host, Mark Toriello. I'm Jen Wilson. And I'm Mark Blustein. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. And perhaps even a few murders. You're all in private. When we first went in, one of the people said, Who are you? And Tech said, I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's business. Hi. Hey, guys. Hey. Your favorite little snowballs. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Buffet. We're yeah. sitting here eating chocolate-covered snowballs. Mm. Jen brought Cadbury. these with her. And at first, my brain went to Easter candy. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> I don't know why. Don't ask well, me. Well, no. It's literally like eating a Cadbury egg, but they're rounder than the egg shape when yes. you get them at Easter, where a snowball is round, so it's more circular. <laughs> It's the same I don't thing. understand they just made why. It circular. I know, but and I mean, then it's like triangular shape for the Easter egg. Oh. <laughs> so look, it's, cir- it's yeah. circle for Christmas. Triangle. Oh, pagans. Oh. Yeah. Pa- yeah. <laughs> doing some pagan shit tonight. <laughs> doing some hot girl pagan. Hot shit. girl pagan. Hot shit. girl pagan yeah, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Pegging or pegging pagans. Peg. Or <laughs> love pegging pagans. That's I'm, such a great I'm, channel. I'm pegging for. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm begging for, for a pegging. <laughs> That's what I tried begging. to say. You're listening to You're begging for a pegging. Yeah. Sorry, Mark Torriello. <laughs> You're cruising for a bruise. And- yeah. Mm. <laughs> hot. Hot. <laughs> right. So mm-hmm. we're horny to know what the question is tonight, Mark. So, yes. yeah. So Santa horny. Okay. Santa horny. <laughs> horny claws. The print that I'm wearing, how would you guys describe it? On my shirt. Um, okay, so Sorry. it's Japanese. Yes, it's black, and then there's like some. It looks like water painting, and there's mountains, and mm. then there's like is that a dove or a, a, a white bird? A bird, and there's flowers that's flying in front of it, and then there's some green. Yeah. And flowers that's mm. green as well. Yeah. It makes me yeah. want to like visit Japan. Oh, guys. Are you taking us to Japan? I'm taking <gasps> us to Japan. Oh my god! Oh, we have a Japan trip! Woo-hoo. International! I yeah! Made it, I made it happen. We're going to Japan, guys. Oh, oh my god, we're gonna do hot girl shit. We're gonna do hot, hot girl, girl shit, shit in Japan. In Japan. <gasps> Sure. Yes. That being said, when you guys think about Tokyo, Japan, what's something that comes to mind? So many things. I think of, what is that cartoon? Ghibli? Ghibli? Jigglypuff? No. Jigglypuff. It's like the, it's like anime. They did My Neighbor Totoro. They did Ponyo. I don't know. Are these ringing a bell? I think they're more cultured than us. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they're like these really cute little like anime like cartoon movies. Okay. Kiki's Flying Delivery Service or something like that. Yeah, I'm still drawing a blank here. Wow. But, but I think I, of that and I think of Pokemon and yeah. sushi. Yeah, well, true. One of the things that comes to mind for me, also sushi. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love Absolutely. Sushi. Yeah. And like Jerry and I have sushi at least once a week. Why not? It's delicious. Like, it is. And it's so quick and easy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely quick and easy, like mm, Mark. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but um, also one of my other uh, fav- favorite Japanese things. Um, uh, all those bands are just very, oh. very like nice looking. Well, I do. Colorful. I love the style. Like that whole. I don't know. Isn't it called? There's a certain name for that style yeah. in Japan. They have a look. Yeah. That like 
there's a, I don't know, but it's really cool. You mean Harajuku? It's really cool. I think for me, when I think of Tokyo, Japan, I think of like a sensory overload. Oh, I can imagine. It's probably like slot machines, Las yeah. Vegas on speed. Yeah, yeah. and steroids. Yeah. I've also been told that like Tokyo is like a really friendly city. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not oh, like nice. I've been, I haven't been there, but I've heard. I've been told, like, I know someone who went on a school trip, their luggage got lost, and some, like, some guy turned it into the police. Oh. Wow. Wow. I thought, I thought you were going to be like, everyone, like, gave a piece of their own stuff to rebuild this wardrobe. No. (laughs) They're, they're very friendly, apparently, in Tokyo, but also for me, like, aside from, like, the crazy fashion and the sensory overload and really, like, weird horror movies. Yeah. I think of vending machines. Yes. Yes. Very true. When it comes down to vending machines, I want you guys to guess how many vending machines do you think exist in Japan alone? I would say probably like a billion. One billion. Was I right? No, is that I'm no. just re- re- oh. um, yeah, I no, mean, I thought I'm one, saying like one billion. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Mark? How many vending machines do you think exist in Japan? Five hundred million. Okay. Well, I hate to break it to you both. You're both very, very overdramatic. Oh, as if we didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, we are. <laughs> we are, but like... The accurate answer is 2.28 million. So fucking That's a lot. lot. So yeah. a lot. That's a shit ton of I was going to say machines. it was going to probably match like the ratio of, of people. like... The, yeah, because yeah. Amsterdam is like that mm-hmm. with bikes. Mm-hmm. Oh, the people I to bike see. ratio is pretty much the same. Oh, that's probably why see? it's like clean. Exactly. So I, I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, I was trying to like put together like the population. <laughs> yeah, with... I was. I had the same thought. Well, there is a ratio. It's actually one vending machine for every 22 people. But also think of like how populated some parts of Japan are too. They so, are. Like yeah. especially like Tokyo. Tokyo. These vending machines in Japan are a big deal. They offer a very large variety of products that American vending machines really don't offer. Yeah, you're lucky like if a sushi? Fu- like sushi. You're lucky if a fucking diet Coke Coke machine. Well, works. I see sometimes I feel like you'll see like those luxurious over the top vending machines at an airport yeah. or mm. a luxury mall. Yeah. yeah. And they have like designer brands in them. Yeah. But normally it's peanut M&M's. Yeah. A bottle of water. Yeah. You're lucky if you can get that bottle of water out of there. Those cheese crackers with the peanut butter in the middle. Oh, the weird orange ones. (laughs) And those like really stale Keebler Elf chocolate chip cookies. Oh my God. It's fucking Keebler. You bite into it and it's like a million crumbs. Yeah. Or sometimes you bite bite into them and they're so fucking stale. It's like biting into a rock. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that too. <laughs> like that. Oh. Yeah. In Japan or in Tokyo, you can get things from hot and cold beverages, obviously candy, but then you can also get furry cat coin purses, <gasps> fresh Ooh. fresh bananas, oh. panties. I love that. Yes. Canned bread. You Candy can get, bread. You can get edible hornet larvae. Oh, ew. And Gross. you can also get something called mystery boxes where you don't know what's in the box and you, un- you... you open it. Wow. I want to move to Japan but just for how the machines. Much, my question is, and I'm sure you're going to get to it, if you do the conversion money-wise, 
How much are you paying to like, utilize one of these bizarre vending machines? Put it, in. it varies. Yeah. I mean, depending on like what item. Yeah. I think a cat coin purse was like the equivalent of like $10. Okay. Worth it. Yeah. Cute. Cute. That's Very really cute. Kawaii. Kawaii. I love say. it. Super kawaii, as Gwen Stefani said in a song. Yeah. In comparison to the vending machines in the USA, I mean, we're quite boring. We are. <laughs> but I'm no wondering panties. if... Communion crackers. But I'm wondering if we're slowly starting to, like, follow in Japan's suit since, like, I'm seeing those types of vending machines in places yeah. like... Yeah. Mark has a Japanese-inspired shirt on, so maybe... Yeah. yeah. I did this intentional for today's episode. Well, I know the starter conversation was, well, what do you think about my shirt? What do you, do you think about my shirt? What do you think about I want attention. Yeah. That being said, these colorfully lit machines are sparkled all over the streets of Tokyo, bringing around $60 billion of revenue a year wow. so that aspect of the industry is like the money maker well also like i know arcades are a huge thing over there as well oh yeah like mm-hmm. big time now in japan since these machines and arcades are very popular mm-hmm. it only makes sense that it would somehow inspire someone to do something a little unusual yeah so as you know vending machines arcades they are like a big part of this japanese culture or pop culture that being said How does this evolve into, like, the bizarre buffet universe? Mm -hmm. That evolution came from a woman named Aya Tsukioka. And I hope I didn't fuck up her name. I think it sounds good. I think I I did good. I think you did pretty good. I think you did very good. Yeah. She came up with this idea of creating a experimental fashion piece that was a dress that can transform itself into a vending machine. Uh-huh. It's like the transformer of fashion. Yeah. yeah. Holy fucking shit. Wild. Aside from this one design, it also mm. sheds light on this subculture that a lot of people don't know about, and it's called Chindogu. Chindogu. So let's talk about this designer of the vending machine dress. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Basically, in 2007, 29-year-old experimental designer Aya Tsukioka created this small capsule of a fashion collection. It was just a few pieces that were a response to the public's general fear of street crime. General fear of street crime. Yeah. So I just need a quick breakdown of that. Yeah. <clears throat> so general as in like... There's a lot of crime. No, no, there's really not a lot of crime. There's really no crime in Tokyo. Yeah. Wow. The so. fact that like one person returned a bunch of suitcases <laughs> to the police station yeah. just to show you. Yeah, that's oh my god, true. Like if a squirrel took something out of like a public trash can, they would probably like put it in the newspaper because that's how much. Wow. Yeah. So general fear of crime just meaning like, oh, as like, I'm I mean, afraid of crime. Like I'm afraid it, something could happen, but nothing's <clears throat> really happening. You know, and nothing like bothers that. me because I don't feel like I ever have to worry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Even though street crime in Tokyo is very low and not really a threat, but due to how safe it is, the slightest thing will be sensationalized. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like a squirrel. Taking trash out of a garbage. Yeah, thief. When these things happen, it kind of creates like a frenzy among the citizens because they're probably not used to 
experiencing those things and then the news will magnify it and they're of like course. whoa what the yeah. hell like i'm scared you yeah. don't hear about like anything like that wow yeah impressive i think one of the biggest differences to between like us in america and japan is that in america america, america um, if someone is attacked by someone I think in America, they're more inclined to fight back against the attacker or be more inclined to want to protect themselves. Where in Japan, they say that it's almost better to just run and hide. Okay. In America, like, you just want to, like, you know, fight back. They're, that. I'm running. I'm running and hiding. I'm punching and yelling and screaming and crying. <laughs> they believe it's just easier to run and hide and try to camouflage yourself so nothing happens. They also think that in their culture, self-assertion and self-defense is kind of embarrassing. Okay. Now, I'm not speaking on behalf. I'm just saying this is what I'm reading online. The general. Yeah. 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 The general consensus. The general yes. consensus mm-hmm. is that, you know, it's it's better to just hide and not have anything happen than, like, make a scene or a public spectacle. Yeah. No, I think it's okay to make a public spectacle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do it all the time. Yeah. Hi, everybody listening. Hey. <laughs> I think we're also more inclined to fight back because the crime rate here is seven times higher. Well, of course it is. Yeah. Than yeah. Japan. Absolutely. As we mentioned earlier with fashion, and I promise this is all going to tie in soon, Japan is also very fashion conscious. Yeah. Like, they, they get are. it. Dressing differently could potentially save you. They say if you dress like a ninja, people will probably assume that you're a ninja and cool. not want to start with you. That's if awesome. You dress like a gangster, they will also not mess with you because they think you're a gangster. They kind of take your visual representation almost to a literal level. I yeah. kind of love that. Yeah. Keeping all of this in mind, thinking about how Japan has all of these vending machines and there's like a fear of street crime. Aya Sukokia created her own solution to all of this which is her design of the vending machine dress yeah that's amazing that's really cool so to describe like the dress it's a very conceptual design that doubles as a dress and a vending machine disguise that's (laughs) awesome it's not like it turns into like a hard ass vending machine like it's still fabric yeah but from the outside it appears to be this you know ordinary tube style dress that's long and gray, and there's two slits on the side seams of the skirt to enable movement since it's ankle length. Okay. On the inside of the dress, there's a panel flap that has a life-size photographic print of a vending machine. So you would simply pull the underside of the garment out from under the skirt and then hold it up in front of you, making it... (laughs) Look like you were a vending machine. <laughs> Imagine, like, you're in downtown Tokyo one night, and, and you're a female, and you're, you're doing hot girl shit. In Japan. And you're walking by yourself, and you think a man is going to attack you, or a woman, or a bird. Or like, an angry squirrel. You just run away with your vending machine dress. Hope, hopefully you're wearing your vending machine dress. Yeah. And then you hide and you lift up the flap and you're behind a vending machine. Huh. I love it. That's really cool. Yeah. What Instead of asking event. for help, you hide as a vending machine. You help yourself into a vending machine. <laughs> she ultimately chooses a vending machine because of how common they are 
in Tokyo, people kind of like they're so used to seeing them, they don't see them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like they're they're taken for granted with like how many vending machines there are. Yeah. She also says a vending machine is actually perfect because it provides just enough space for one person to hide. <laughs> so there is another dress too that she did, another version of the vending machine dress, where instead of it being a one-dimensional flap, it converts almost into this like 3D tent. That's really cool. <laughs> like, and you're inside hiding in the vending machine. That's awesome. So it's like you run around the corner... Someone's chasing you and just put your put yep. yourself next to the panty machine. And exactly. there's video of it. If you go onto YouTube and look it up, you can see it's um it's in Japanese, but they have like the subtitles underneath, and it's her wearing the dress and acting but, like she's being chased. But here's my question: silly theoretical mm-hmm. situation. You're being chased. So you turn into the vending machine. The guy or woman or person, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I can't find them anymore. And I turn and they're like, you know what? Let me buy those used panties. And then they go and they tap it and it's you. And then the chase ensues. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, it could it, happen. It could. Happen, right? it could. He's just like, oh, damn, lost her. You know, I'd imagine like a high speed chase. It's just, I feel like it's something you see out of a movie. Yeah. When she created this idea, she was kind of going back to an ancient technique that ninjas would use at night to not be seen. So they would just like cloak themselves in black blankets so they would blend in with the night sky. Cool. So that was also like her in- part of her inspiration. Mm. Yeah. So though like a design like this might be taken as a joke and it yes, it is funny. It has like a lighthearted element mm-hmm. to it and it's, you know, it's, it's a little whimsical. It's whimsical. Yeah. Quirky. It's playful. Fun. Um, Work. It's 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 thought provoking, but this dress has also been called the anti-rape dress. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's also this whole movement out there in creating anti-rape clothing to protect women from assailants. So it'll be like non-rip panties that you know only you can remove, or there's like you know vaginal inserts that you put in there and it like attacks your assailants. Oh, cool. For going. <gasps> That's fucking badass. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up that things like this have to be made. Yes, it is. You know, it's really terrible. The vending machine dress was also tested on the streets of Tokyo in daylight, where she proved that she could camouflage herself with the cityscape without being undetected. Fun little note, she has sold 20 of these dresses. Wow. So 20 people in the world own this vending machine dress. They're probably keeping it as art. Yeah, that's what I think, too. I feel like that's something you would see, like, in a museum. Yeah. Like, you go yeah. and there's, like, a special exhibit. Definitely. Yeah. Like, an mil- exhibition on yeah. vending machine dresses. A million, a million percent. Or, like, a women's, like, you know, hist- yeah. historical or, you know. She sold 20 of these for $800 each. So she made $16,000 off that. That's awesome. That's really ahead, cool. Girl. That's impressive. You that do you. Very impressive. Keep making those vending no. machine dresses. Yeah. You want one. So aside from the vending machine dress, she also created a fire hydrant backpack for children. The backpack literally converts into a fire hydrant to which the child is small enough to hide inside. Whoa. Wow. Pretty groovy. That's fucking cool. So, I know. That's So how does that work? How does that function? I don't know, like, the logistics. I think there's, like, a lot of, like, these inner hinges and it kind of, like, origamis itself. Okay. Or, you know what I mean? Something yeah. like that's that. That's perfect for Japan. Yeah. 
So she also created this thing called the manhole purse, which Hot. is I know. Ah, manhole. 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 Yeah, subscribe. So it's. <laughs> It's literally a handbag that's designed to look like a manhole. Concept behind it. Oh, a manhole in the street. Yeah. yeah. Like the sewer. Yeah. It took me a minute. It took me a minute. It's okay. Sorry. You got there. That's okay. Like a manhole on the street. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The idea behind it is that, oh, that's your purse. If you think someone's trying to rob your purse, just run away and throw your manhole handbag on the sidewalk and it'll blend in. What a bunch of brilliant people. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So and, and it's like the size of one. So that's, you know, a little bit about those manhole bags. That's really cool. That is. I yeah, want one. I know. So, love a manhole bag. Well, maybe you can get one if you go on like Etsy or something. Yeah, that's I true. Look, I'm looking at it I'm right like, now. Maybe go on Etsy. I'm going Etsy um, would have a manhole bag. Continue, and I will right. I will update you all on the manhole bag. Right. Regardless of how unusual or impractical her ideas are, it's ideas like this which gives Japanese culture its like progressive strength. Yeah. It's in the idea that they really indulge in forward thinking and don't put it down. From this approach, it's really opened up the floodgates for a lot of inventions and inventors wow since they have such like forward thinking yeah ideas it's very cool the way they put their thoughts into like yeah. an art form or... um what i'm finding is more t-shirts than bags oh oh, oh we're gonna have to find her site maybe we can buy one through her yeah so her designs fall into this category called chindogu chindogu literally just translates to unusual tool or queer tools oh but they don't don't mean queer like strange yeah Yeah. bizarre tools bizarre tools this term was coined by kenji kawakami and he was a former editor and contributor to this at-home japanese shopping magazine called mail order life from the 1980s it was cool because they needed to fill space at the end of the magazine. Mm-hmm. So they needed to like figure out like, well, what are we going to put in here? So he put out these unusual inventions, like advertisements for real inventions that were really weird. That's so cool. Yeah. And it kind of became popular. It sparked this whole subculture of like people that found it comical, people that didn't know if it was actually like a real product. Yeah. It kind of falls into that bathe in my milk. Yeah. 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 I wanted to share some of these weird inventions that are part of this whole subculture called Chindogu. Okay. There is literally a baby outfit, like a onesie, that doubles as a mop. (laughs) So to describe it, it, you know, the onesie has these like soft mop-like bristles. Oh my God. That you would kind of see like on a duster. Fuck the manhole bag. This is what I need. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like all down the front. So when your little demon baby is crawling on the floor, it's uh, actually sweeping the floor. What a like fu- another really weird Chindogu invention is a chopstick fan, 
which is a small little fan that attaches to your chopstick to cool off the hot noodle so you don't it burn has, your little mouth. It's yes. A, it's really cool. I, Mark showed, Mark had this video on. I didn't realize yeah. what he was looking at. I was like, yes. oh, it's yeah. kind of, yeah. Very smart. So we need that for like our forks and knives and spoons. Yeah. yeah. One like, for, for each. For your soup. Yes, for soup spoons or forks. Yeah. There's also mini umbrellas that attach to your shoes so your shoes don't get wet in the rain. How oh, precious. Oh, I was thinking more like blocking the sun from like getting like the sandal oh. tan lines. Well, yeah. that too. Oh. I, I, you could use that for that. better. You right? just yeah. add it to the Chindogu world. Wow. And then there's I'm also. I'm sure there's something like that out there. Yeah. There's also, you know, pillows designs that look like a man's torso. And it's equipped with a uh, standard, you know, button down shirt, like a blue or white one mm. that you would wear to like a job. So if you want to snuggle and you're alone yeah. at night. And it that? comes with an arm, too, that wraps around you. Oh, how cute. Ultimately, this is the practice of invention of ingenious everyday gadgets that seem to be ideal solutions for specific problems. I love it. These silly inventions also kind of cause more problems than they solve because it's like, oh, well, you would have umbrellas on your shoes all day mm-hmm. or... You know, like the chopstick fan, like that's to deal with one specific problem, which mm-hmm. is hot noodles where you could just blow on it. But why waste those mouth muscles doing that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it seems kind of silly when you could have a fan. I know. And, you know, and to can prevent some like wrinkle lines yes, happening. I thought that oh, too. Yeah, that, I'm more concerned with wrinkles with yeah. blowing the. Yeah. yeah. With Chindogu, they have like rules that exist that qualify something for chindogu because you could be like oh is a snuggie would that be considered chindogu because it's a blanket with sleeves but like snuggies have a lot of purposes and they're financially successful yeah you could put a snuggie over you like a blanket you don't have to put your arms through the holes yeah you don't want to you don't want to so here's the rules that exist in chindogu number one you it can't actually be for real use Okay, so it has to be like a gag gift. Yes, it has to kind of be a gag. Number two, it must actually exist. So you need to have something that is like a a tangible object. A prototype. A prototype. Like, like for example, the chopsticks would be the tangible, like, actual thing. Yeah. The the chopsticks with the fan. So the the way it looked like the fan, like, it slid onto the chopstick, and it looked like a little old-fashioned, like, floor fan. Okay, so it's something you kind of, like, add on to something that already exists. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Three, it must have the spirit of anarchy. Four is a tool for everyday life. Another important one is that it's not supposed to be a tradable commodity and it must have resulted only from an exercise of humor. I love it. Yeah. Also another rule beautiful. Another rule is that you it can't be patented. So you can't patent your umbrella shoes Ooh. if you are going to categorize it for Chindogu. And it's also without prejudice. Isn't that nice? That's I so love nice. it. And, you know, so that's like the fun of this is that there's this whole world of Chindogu. I think we've all probably seen these silly inventions on like the Internet as like a meme or like a Facebook article. Yeah. What I thought was really cool is with the designer that did that dress. I think she's very bizarre for doing that. Or, you know, it's bizarre thing to make. Yeah. Definitely fits in with the bizarre buffet universe. When I discovered this designer that did this vending machine dress. It took me into this whole world of Chindogu. 
because I was like, well, what the hell is that? And it was all of these unusual, silly inventions. Yeah. And it's like a thing. Yeah. It's yeah. a real thing. And I never heard of this until. See, we don't have anything cool and fun like that here no, in America. No, we don't. And everything like, is like, everything is patented. And Nothing's like, fun or whimsical. And I love like giving good gag gifts. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's so hard to find that shit a days. Can't even find a goddamn whoopee cushion. The I old know. fashioned, stupid American stuff. Yeah. Like, I want something like stupid, like. If I go into a store and I see something, I'm like, I cannot get this anywhere else. Mm. Like, I'm yeah. picking it up and taking it. Chopstick fan. Yeah, I would absolutely get the chopstick fan if, like, I, it was in a store. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think it's honestly, listen, soup is a bit of a project for me. Mm-hmm. It can be, depending on the person. And chopsticks is yeah. also a thing. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta, like, multitask. Yeah. It's hard. It is. Like, yeah, especially like when you get into soups like ramen, mm-hmm. it's like texture, weight, yeah, noodle, like the noodle to broth ratio. <laughs> yeah, hanging. hanging. You would be really good at like creating something for shindogu. I think so. Let I us think know if should. you want to see us yeah, try a we shindogu challenge. A shindogu. I think we shindogu. should. Yeah, shindogu. I think we should do it. Hot Patreon content, maybe. Yeah. So yeah. hot. Yeah. So like this hot soup. So this whole like vending machine dress has been like a newfound like fascination of mine and it and like i said it took me down this like chindogu rabbit hole and you know for me like when i was a lot younger and in college i was obsessed with tokyo japan and i always wanted to go and i never like got that chance to so with doing all this research i was like oh my god i used to you know like battle royale and the tomi horror movies well and, you mm-hmm. took us to tokyo japan tonight yeah, yeah we went to tokyo tonight uh on a bizarre buffet budget yeah and maybe we'll all we, go if our patreon that's gets how we do it yeah <laughs> but i i think that city would be like the flagship of bizarre and you could probably literally find like a bizarre buffet in tokyo oh i hope so you know and i mean like just for me like i said this is something i always really appreciated and you know i always like the designers that came from japan you know you have izzy miyaki and yoji yamamoto and they make a lot of these like obscure horror movies called like haosu um, oh with the cat with the cat playing That's the a- piano yes i've <laughs> i know what you're talking about yeah. I just can't help but to have a special place in my heart for Japan. Yeah. And they're really forward thinking. I think you should incorporate that into your next design. Yeah. Maybe. Ooh, you should. I'll make a Transformogu fashion piece. That's everything. That's That's so horny. I love it. That's the vending machine dress story. Yeah, I love it. I think it was heartwarming. As usual. As usual from you. I know. He's very whole man wholesome. Um, And, you know, I think it's it's a brilliant place. I think a lot of very clever people. Um, Mm -hmm. I wish we had more entertaining things like that here. I feel like they kind of like the Americans will dumb it down, but they definitely get some influence from Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Every so often you can buy um, proactive from a vending machine in Atlantic City. Oh, cool. Yeah. And you can go to the mall and buy any Apple products from a vending machine. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So We're getting there. Yeah. I can't wait there. for the used panties, but I hope it's like used jock straps. Oh, Ooh. better be. Ooh. Hot. Well, if you want to buy our used um, vending machine. <laughs> yeah. You thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? Um, you should probably 
go on patreon.com slash bizarre buffet and consider donating three dollars a month to help us in our japanese adventures if you can't and you still want to support our japanese adventures you can go on instagram or facebook like us follow us at bizarre buffet yes and if you're listening to this episode whether you're on spotify or itunes wherever you are Aside from subscribing there, you can watch us on YouTube. Yeah. We're waving at you right now. Hi. 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 We're waving in ear tone and video tone. We are. We cover all platforms. We we do. We're on all the planes. Yes. And with that being said, I'm an angry squirrel from Japan. And I'm manhole bag. (laughs) And I'm Godzilla. Oh, that's so cute. Bye. We love you, Japan. We Bye. love you. Bonjour. Au revoir.